Uh, yeah, like we were just talking about like politics and Trump and somehow you veered into like Mendez, the Mendez program, which I haven't fucking thought about in like <laughs> 15 years since I got out of high school, whatever it is. Which by the uh, way, may not be a prevalent thing. I don't know. That might just be a Florida thing. I'm sure there's equivalents in every state or whatever, but Mendez itself may be a Florida thing. Yeah, what, what, a, what a weird uh, sort of indoctrinating program that was sort of like an outside agency brought into our schools. And didn't they talk about like, didn't they also talk about drugs? Yeah, drugs or, and sex, man. Drugs and sex. And you just brought up the tape thing. Can you explain the tape thing? <laughs> well, because it's the funniest thing in the world to me, but, but that's like me being a man, <laughs> like not having to deal with fucking sexism I mean, in It's horrifying, but like hilarious that this I, even I, happened. I, I threw it away like it was nothing. It's like, hey, guys, don't have sex until you're married. Women are pieces of tape, dirty pieces of tape, which like I need to explain, like for people to understand, there was a literal demonstration that right. these fucking Mendez people would do. Be like this. Um, here's, here's a piece of tape, kids. Pass it around from one side of the room to the other. And then just like this Aryan poster child, this like, for me, it was always a blonde hair, blue eyed lady. Always. Would, right? Okay, cool. And we went to different schools like yeah. all the time. This was not like an overlap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I was always like, I, I like all through middle school and high school, I got like very political and I was just <laughs> always arguing with them about like abstinence and how it doesn't work. And I would ask them like, have you ever tried drugs? Like, how do you know? And they're like, well, I just know. You, like, were in your, ever- <laughs> you were in your suit, you had your briefcase and shit. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this seventh grader? Like, really? how dare him have an opinion about sex? This is a tape. Meanwhile, the tape is like moving from one side to the other. And by the time it gets done, she gets it and Smugly's like, listen here, this is a woman. Like, which is weird. I, lo- because I love it- that it's a woman specifically. Right. It's both. It's like both of us, technically. Right. right? Men, men can't get tainted. They can fuck around all they want. But a woman, she's pure. And then they, she would, they, would, they would literally masquerade this as if it was a head on a spike in some medieval kingdom, <laughs> like showing the others, like, this is what you'll be if you have sex, ladies. And right. like telling guys, you don't want to have sex with dirty pieces of tape. And like, I'm, we're like 12, so I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's science right there. You can't refute that, you know? In- inadvertently spurring a whole bondage fetish for so many kids that they never even knew <laughs> because they're like, well, you brought tape into a sexual yeah, place. Never have I ever. Plus t- tape plus sex, equals new fetish in the future oh Jesus god Christ. but it's it's weird because like you nailed it earlier which is like it was an outside agency that clearly i think had to be christian funded I, not mm. to be an asshole it just certainly wasn't funded by science and it was it was allowed to come to public schools it wasn't even like we we went to private schools with christian yeah. leanings or something and, and i don't think that there was any option to opt out as a student you had to sit through it you just had to sit through like this weird, like Christian, like oh, don't have sex before marriage. And you know what? Sex is so much better when you're married because you you love the person and they love you. And if you wait, it's just gonna be. It was like that episode of Louis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. And and yeah, I just remember like hearing that and thinking like, yo, isn't marriage like a, a religious uh, kind of institution for right. a lot of people? And like, uh, what what are we talking about here? Isn't religion not supposed to be in here where we are right now? Right, right. <laughs> we dropped the pretense <laughs> of the separation of church and state long ago. Yeah, I mean, it's because that that always really kind of freaked me out in general because uh, I I don't remember any pushback from any teacher. I don't remember anyone being shitty about it. You know what I'm I saying? Don't... I even remember them saying like marriages between a man and a woman too. Like they didn't explicitly say, Oh, you can't have same sex couples be married, but they did say it's a, it's a man and a woman coming together and there's no other alternatives and all that. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on here? 
they didn't they didn't have a third or fourth check mark on their like how do you id you know check yeah. form of mendez they weren't very tolerant max uh i i think about that because again it's like i had that once in in middle school and then once uh, in even as early as elementary school. And I think that's really strange. Now, here's the thing, by the way, it's like, in theory, I'm with them in as much that like, yeah, maybe 12 year olds shouldn't be having sex. Like I do 100% believe that. I think that like, like sex complicates things. You're growing, you have a fucking teenager's brain. Like it's, it, things get bad. However, I would never teach like, no, you wait till you're married. Because right. like, what if you're, how does that extend? If you're like a 41 year old person, I'm not going to name names, but an ex-girlfriend, cousin is a 42 year old virgin and like no judgment not being a shithead okay yeah uh, they're 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 like an attractive person i always found it weird because it's like i've seen like like deplorable human beings of, of they have an ugly soul on top of just being physically ugly you know what i'm saying like find bliss and happiness and they have no problem but then this person who you like objectively is like a attractive person why wouldn't they and it's like i don't understand that shit man but like yeah. at what point like what if she's indoctrinated by that shit she's like look till marriage i made a promise never mind that i'm an autonomous adult at this point but fuck it <laughs> like i made a promise when i was 12 years old i signed a contract with god or something it wasn't right. really specific but it felt like god that's always the, 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 the to veer to religion quickly it's like the nuns freak me out like the the pro, like the implication of nuns which is like we marry jesus which is it a feels creepy like thing. a very old-timey relic of like a weird past that we've just kept around like it's like the worst part of a thing that we've kept around <laughs> nuns you know? What was the best part of that? <laughs> was Jesus just like, fuck every, fuck a lot of women, nuns. Like, like I just want to know. Like, because it's like, okay, what, they're married to nuns? What, he was, he was a polygamist? He was like, open relationship nuns, but they took that part out. You're just married to him? Right. I mean, I guess it's like a platonic marriage uh, between the nuns and Jesus. Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, that's the point. I mean, they're not allowed to take anybody... You know, including take, Jesus, though. If Jesus came down, he's like, hey, you want, to, you want to do this thing? Like, what's up? They'd have to be like, no, Jesus. I mean, I don't know, know if we're that's married. true. Like, like, I, where's I the know. fine print on that contract? <laughs> like, when you sign up to be a nut, you know there's some, like, micro-fiche fucking-sized... Th this is, this is my literal question, though. If Jesus literally came down and went up to a nun and was like, hey, we're married, right? And she'd be like, oh, Jesus, shit, yeah. He'd be like, uh, let's bang, let's do it. Like, would she be like free and clear because she's married to Jesus? Or would there be like, uh, like, oh no, I can't. Uh, look, I, have, I, I don't even know how to answer that question because I have universe questions, which is like, let's say that every nun is cool with it. How do we, the American people, number one, perceive the return of the Messiah? But number two, he is, he's, he's like a Mormon, but of epic proportions, okay? Jesus has literally thousands, if not tens, if not hundreds of thousands of wives, and we're all cool with it, which like kind of right. goes against the whole Christian Judeo <laughs> marriage thing to begin with. I'm just picturing him in like a big Jesus harem wearing sunglasses, just smoking a joint, just being like, I'm the only one who's allowed to do this to no one in particular. <laughs> I... <laughs> I mean, because if, if uh, like we look at like uh, uh, the Prophet Muhammad, right, and he's all like forty virgins and shit, and that's yeah. like this thing that for some reason, like all jokes aside, that Americans don't seem to get over because they look at it as like, well, they they don't have free will here. These poor forty virgins, you know what I mean? But it's right. the, but it's the same thing. If Jesus came back, just on a much more insidious level. Like he's he's approaching <laughs> fucking like like Michael Jackson thriller level of of like. Uh, non-autonomy i don't know i have feelings is all i'm saying man playboy jesus 
Jesus Christ. Seriously, literally. You say, did you mean that? <laughs> I didn't I didn't even think about it until I said it. If Jesus came Just, back, I gotta yeah. tell you, I think I think that uh, he would be really fucking scared of the world. Do you remember? Like a year I think and a he'd half. just be getting high all the time. He'd <laughs> well, just be he'd be doing result, coke. He'd be like, "I put this on Earth for us to enjoy." Come on, <laughs> see, sister Abigail. I would go the it. other way. I think you would oh, say. Really? I think you were you, you like he turns to drugs certainly, but like drugs are the advent of the devil, and he's like, "Fuck it, man!" Like can't beat him. Like because if you look at like what's going on here, the sad thing is like a couple like what maybe a year and a half, maybe two years ago, I was trying to describe to you the masked singer. Remember, I was just like, mm-hmm. look. Here's the thing. At the end, the whole crowd is like, take it off. Take it. And the camera swirling and like the who is playing for no reason. I mean, I guess I know why, but like, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I told you that I've never been more scared for humanity because I'm like, what is going on? Right. Flash forward to this week, which is I, I found a show called Ultimate Tag on Fox uh, and this floor is lava show on Netflix. Have you seen this floor is lava show on Netflix? I've heard of it. I'm not gonna watch it, dude. I watched that episode of Community. I'm fine. Okay, like we're living in idiocracy, man. Like, and, and, and like it's not even a joke anymore. Like President Camacho is totally a thing because like this is where entertainment's gotten to. And a part of me is like, was this COVID related? But they had been doing this like holy moly shit. And and what's the I, other? would they hit people i, I might i might have talked about this before but somebody uh described idiocracy in a video as being like the best case scenario for that kind of situation like a way better situation than the one that we would probably have which is that like say what you will about president camacho but that dude is willing to listen to the smartest man in the room and make right. reforms based on what he says. He's not willfully ignorant and like, you know, like just resigned to killing and torturing the guy. He hears him out, you know, it, it takes him a minute, but he sees the error of his ways and he even steps down. He says, you know what? I'm not equipped to handle this job. I want to just, you know, get blazed and go to Starbucks, which is a whorehouse in that. They universe. were, they were literally watering plants with Gatorade in that movie. Yeah. I guess that's the it's one. It's got electrolytes. It's what plants <laughs> crave. I guess that's the one up that we have on that dark parallel universe that we're living in. Uh, but like in reality, we, we, uh, the, the stupidest among us, it's all in anti-intellectualism. Like there, there's not going to be a president Camacho. who's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're smarter than me. You, you take over. I mean, this is the scary thing because I'm watching the, uh, I'm watching secession right now uh, on your recommendation. And it's just really hard to not watch this family and be like this eric trump motherfucker like yeah. i swear to god it's like that's the what trumps and the murdochs like blended well season one murdochs season two like inescapably draws the trump comparisons because oh, there's yeah. so much real world shit going on and it's just like you know i don't think anyone's supposed to be likable but it's just like i like i we were talking about that picture where oh democrats let's pat ourselves on the back because trump looks sad coming out of it and then uh donald trump jr was just like huh, huh nice try liberal media you know what this is this is for everyone who's worked a third shift anyone who's ever rolled their sleeves up and i'm like when have any one like your grandparents didn't work a third shift like i don't think your great grandparents did like so it, it rang as this disingenuous fucking thing and all i can think about is how punchable his face is and i i, I i'm not kidding i've watched the session i have like looked at kendall and i have superimposed his face like Donald Trump Jr.'s face on Kendall and Eric Trump on on fucking Romulus man yeah well I mean yeah uh you you look at the (laughs) characters in succession or whatever and like it it, that that whole show as we've talked about is kind of a polemic on abuse um 
and at, at the end of it, I don't know, you kind of do start to see these people who in real life you find reprehensible as at, at the very minimum people. Like you understand why they are the way they are. And like, you know that Trump is a fucking dad whenever he was around was not a good dude to his kids. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I just don't feel any fucking sympathy for him. It's a weird thing. I don't know. Well, no, succession, succession, though, it like gives me like the the freedom to feel bad for these people because <laughs> they're not real. But like these people are real; they're complicit. Yeah, well, we've talked about that before, which is just like, look, Michael Jackson. Oh my God, poor guy. Like, definitely yeah. an abuse victim. That does not excuse the pedophilia. Like, I think we <laughs> need to be okay with that. Like, two things can be true. There, there are multiple victims in this story. <laughs> I'm 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 not going to say that we should name the episode that's not going to excuse the pedophilia but it wouldn't be the worst title we've had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least it doesn't have the R word in there, right? Yeah, uh, it doesn't. The have worst that. R word. In the ranking of R words so the longest time, you couldn't say retard. I'm scientifically saying retard now. Okay, scientifically I'm allowed to say anything. I'm You're just saying out. the yeah, the I'm coming the, from a, cl- a clinical a clinical Thank you detachment yeah like a webster phrenology or eugenics right Right, exactly exactly you couldn't say that and you shouldn't to be perfectly honest but now i feel like the r word has like like the other r word holds more weight in today's political climate like do you ever think we'll get to another n word or do you think that one's pretty much cemented like that that, that's a you know that one's got staying power uh for for better or worse i'd say mostly worse I, I, what's what's funny to me or really sad is like I feel like when we colonize space you know millions of years from now we're fucking around that word's still gonna be around that's the Shakespeare of words like all language changes except that one word because oh racism God. I don't think is gonna go away we live in a world where, where like, we well, think it's good but I don't think so it's like you always say we all just need to fuck until we're brown and then it's mm-hmm. not a problem but you know with these white supremacist fucks I say we just send them to their own planet I've probably said this before. I don't, I don't remember all the things I've said on the show. Let's just send them to their own planet. It'll be like Bioshock Infinite, except it won't be on Earth. And they can just have a little white supremacist uh, paradise and then figure out that they hate each other. Okay, you know, so, like, oh, you're too Italian, you're too uh, Scottish, you know, whatever. <laughs> so they further fracture? Jesus yeah, Christ. Of course they would. <laughs> oh, fucking course Because they they're all looking for a direction for all the aimless hatred that they feel in their lives and abandonment. And it's like, black people, give that to them. Right. If you take the black people out of the equation, they just start hating each other and themselves. Oh, it becomes man. a mental health crisis planet. And we just let them destroy each other for. See, see, well, long. that that's interesting because I because it because it takes care of itself, right? Because yeah. what, what I thought was going to happen is like, look, in theory, I'm with you. Let's it's, send it's these like fucks the, to the ro- it's like the Roomba of racism, man. It just it, you set it on autopilot and it, it goes. Well, you think that, but the problem is, what if the Roomba gets to like a thing that it can't pick up? And in this scenario, like, mm. here's my problem: is that in our minds, we want to think that it's only dumb motherfuckers who are white supremacists. So if we send dumb motherfuckers out into the, a planet with no resources. We ain't got to worry about them. But well, I don't know, man. Maybe there's like nuclear physicists who are like, I don't know, man. I'm just saying the whites are the superior, superior race. Oh, no, I mean, that that is the, the shitty, scary thing. Uh, is that there get are plenty nukes, of man. very smart people who are white supremacists. Like yeah, plenty but, of very but, smart but, but, but on a galactic scale, are they going to refigure out space are travel? Are they going to figure out like nukes. how to build a rocket? <laughs> yeah. Like it'll be like watching North Korea right now, you know, for a few <laughs> decades, try to figure out how to launch a nuke at the U.S. I really like that in our fictional world, we send white supremacists to an uninhibited planet and it's the same as North <laughs> Korea today. Like. You know what, man? This country, these colors don't run. God damn it. We got to be appreciative sometimes. 
you know, we, maybe we start them off, we give them like a starter pack on technology, right? We, we just give them like, you know, like uh, sticks and stones and like, you know, right. some like uh, chiseling materials and shit and, and they can figure out the rest, you know, like we find a planet with some trees on it and, you know, we just let them fend for themselves. Hunter gatherers, you know, bring it back to mother earth when men were men, you know, and then they can eat their red meat uh, cooked well done with ketchup like they all love and right. uh have a great fucking time listen this is gonna sound like i'm pitching more segregation but in a in a completely cosmic objective scientific way if we wanted to prove that race is bullshit we mm-hmm. could just separate everyone by race put them in their own planets give everyone the equal tools because that's the thing right like we talk about this it's like no we, we put people way back like black people are, are still two laps behind guys like sadly in the country so it's like but if you took that away if you literally started everyone at the stone age and you're like all right guys go you know what I mean? You could objectively prove, like, I, I would assume that every race would kind of get there within the same timeline. Well, you know what I mean? There, there's, there's that book, uh, G- Germs, Guns, and Steel, or I some just version bought of that, that uh, but I have not read it yet. Okay, by I'm Jared excited. Diamond. Yeah. Um, they made us read it back in high school. Really great book. Um, but it talks about, like, why is it that some cultures uh, are still running around, like, basically in loincloths and fighting with sticks? whereas others were able to advance uh, to advanced weaponry and build these architectural marvels and everything. Is it because those uh, people are more advanced like mentally or is it because they had other things going on? It's and like necessity usually, and resources I'd imagine, but yeah. Right. And it's, it's like, and he looks at anomalies like Japan. If you look at Japan on its surface, what is it? It's, it's a small Island nation uh, that only has access to fish and not many other natural resources but somehow they were able to catapult and advance and build this amazing culture. It's a really good book and it's like way too complicated to lay out here, but it basically is like a big shotgun shell to the face of the idea that some people are racially superior to others, like in a scientific way. Right. But even though that's like an old book, it seems like people are still, cause that's the thing. It's like we have, we have almost universal consensus on climate change, but people will take one or 2% as the absolute thing. So even though there's tons of research and books that would suggest like, okay, race is a weird construct. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter because someone wrote the fucking Turner diaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the sad thing. Like people look at manifestos and personal ideology as the same as scientific proof just fucking weird i get it it appeals more on an emotional level you read any science text it's gonna feel for lack of a better word scientific like detached you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and that's 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 why you have to i know we fucking hate on neil degrasse tyson all the time but but fuck him carl sagan or any anyone who fills that void of being someone who can passionately and eloquently uh articulate science because it is such a hard thing to really get behind if you don't understand the language you know right it's something that's constantly changing um, and the idea of something constantly changing, uh, we, we've made the idea of changeability like a, a negative feminine trait, you know, or not we, but like I'd say conservative culture has, where it's like, oh, you're just a, a, a waffler. You're just flip-flopping, you know? Don't waffle on me. Oh, what, yeah. is, the earth's round now, you know? And it's That's like, offensive to waffles, man. We got to get that out of there. <laughs> yeah, waffles are great. Yeah, yeah, like they flip around. So what? And that's in, the point, man. In five, it's ten great. years, that's going to be the group that we're trying to protect. And today it's trans. Like tomorrow it's waffles. And God damn it, we're going to be ahead of this curve, man. Like we are going to be fucking trailblazers of this fucking campaign. All right, I realize that seems like a denigration to trans people, but it really isn't because I'm comparing them to waffles, which is amazing. 
I love that I didn't have to say anything like at all for you to get yourself there. <laughs> all I had to do was just laugh and <laughs> you laugh. I won. <laughs> you laughed. Like that's gonna. That's 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 a. Uh, uh, you're complicit now, man. You're culpable. Jeez, is this what it feels like to be culpable? <laughs> feels all right. Feels about the same. It's weird. Uh, um, but speaking speaking of, uh, I, I'm sorry to like take us on this white supremacist road. Oh, I just yeah. want to talk about things that I've learned that are weird. Sure, just yeah. fucking weird. Uh, this dude George Lincoln Rockwell. You heard of this guy? I don't think so. Please inform me. He was the founder of the American Nazi Party. Um, oh, that guy. He was like in the 50s and 60s, but apparently he was like all on board with uh, the black nationalism movement and was like super supportive of the black nationalists who wanted to go back to Africa and start their own country. Cause he's like, it gets them out of here. I just <laughs> thought means, that was really weird. Means to an end guys. <laughs> he like donated money. He brought his like little Nazi group there to their rallies. It was Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X. And he like supported the shit out of them until Malcolm X was like, I don't love that Nazis are coming to these things. Maybe <laughs> I should change gears. A You're little. You're saying bit. this guy is kind of like a Hillary Clinton. Like as much as people want to shit on Hillary Clinton, her whole Bill. game has been like, hey, hey, how do we get to point A to point B guys? All right. right. Like if some Nazis got to hang out, it's a black people. That's, that's a small price to pay for an all white america i like i hate to give a nazi credit but respect guy he saw the bigger picture yeah that's one way to look at it that's he just listen i always say this i don't care why people do the right thing you know what i'm saying like uh, and then the right thing in this instance would be to move all of the black people out of the country so there's no white people to support the equal right i guess he wasn't at no point supporting the equal rights no but he was in league but behind people who were militantly he, it, it, trying was, to get equality. It, it was like a uh like a uh a means to an end like an yeah en- enemy look, of my this, enemy situation this elijah guy is like on board with the whole uh you don't belong here thing right. just like me so hey he like donated 20 bucks to them which you know not much but whatever uh and then uh went around uh, the country in a hate bus uh oh. protesting the freedom riders Mm. Well, yeah uh, yeah he did all the other he was still a nazi i don't know why that's disappointing to you you know because he bought himself like two dollars of, of capital will like <laughs> political capital and then he fucking spent it on a, on a on a hate bus that's the problem it's a bad investment he was always like smoking a corn cob pipe too like if you look at his picture on wikipedia it's it's uh it's, i'm not gonna it's look like, up nazi leaders that you can like have that on cr- your fucking browser guy he, he looks like a caricature of of like a, a 1950s man and he's got the corn cob pipe and he's got his arms crossed and everything oh, yeah. it's like i'm a nazi <laughs> somebody's look. gonna quote that out of context oh god <laughs> yeah i'm sampling the fuck out of that that's amazing but that that uh, might be the uh the title of the episode nope <laughs> no nope, nope we're not gonna and i'm gonna attribute it to you in the title like dash max Andrew this has McCarthy. been an ongoing thing in this podcast is like any way that you can make me more racist than i am it's just like you will you will like go full in on the race i didn't coerce you i didn't put a gun you're to like your oh, okay max mccurdy's a holocaust denier like you've been trying to push that narrative for years well and now i just gave you more ammunition all right guy well you know you're mad this at me the life i this is the life i lead do you feel bad because like as a as a bald man like from mm. far away people could be like that skinhead piece of shit like they think it's a I, choice I actually got stopped by the cops once uh, what? because I, yeah, like they mistook me for a skinhead that would, that they were looking for. 
Did you pull? Did you pull up pictures of us? Like, no, my best friend's brown. It's cool. Like, you try to get grandfathered in. I'm just wondering, how do you like? Because no offense, you look a little like you could definitely pass that. You look like a background character in Green Book. No, not Green Book. Green Room. You know what I'm talking about? Although mm-hmm. Green Book <laughs> crossed over with Green Room. It's a different movie. Well, like Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen or whatever. Team like up with Anton Yelchin and they fight Nazis right. in the They cell. fight Nazis in I'm a brutally violent. <laughs> better movie than either of those movies yeah I like green room green room is all right green book room what would we call it <laughs> green book room sure it's why not funky, but the first one won an oscar so they'll know uh i think it's the mashup that america's been waiting for uh yeah so fucking I, i'm sorry yeah you got me uh, fucked up because you admitted to being a national socialist i thought that was uh, that was cute that was horrible <laughs> uh yeah all right so do you want to keep going down this white supremacy educate us max you've been learning a lot i mean i was just watching a lot of like i went down like this rabbit hole of like white supremacy in america and all that and like just also like this uh, bunch of videos about people that like got into hate groups and then got out and how they got out that daryl guy the black klansman got 200 people uh yeah that that dude and then like this other dude uh i forget his name but he was just talking about like how he was like a 14 year old kid and like he was like uh neglected by his parents or whatever and mm-hmm. like he was found by this organization they gave him direction for all of that hate and angst he was feeling they gave him an identity and a purpose and, like that's the common theme with a lot of these, oh like, god yeah well know. i was gonna say that like dude the, the same thing that gets people in south central los angeles to join a fucking gang is the exact same thing that gets the good old boys in the hills of appalachia to join the clan it's mm. one lack of the other number one it's lack yep. of education it's lack of of all these things common themes broken homes like you said and like all of these things absolutely contribute people just want something and and, in a fucking sick twisted way i i honestly believe that there's genuine love in the kkk between kkk members i think they believe in that fraternity that's the fucked up thing it's like that's a real thing that is sort of pretty because it's a community and we and we as a society like community but it's a community used for fucking nefarious purposes man and that's the fucked up thing well, if there had been, and like the 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 logical endpoint here is like if there had been community in these people's lives to begin with, they wouldn't need the KKK. Of course, they wouldn't need yeah. that hate, and they wouldn't fall in. They wouldn't get radicalized, whatever. And like the this one guy was doing a TED talk, and I'm sorry, I forget his fucking name. Um, but he was talking about like getting people out of hate groups, and he said, "I didn't do it by arguing with them, I did it by bringing them in closer." and like just listening to them and he like called it finding their potholes like everybody in their life has things that throw them off course potholes in the road or whatever (laughs) well it's amazing how simple it really is right because it's like whether the black klansman guy is so interesting because it's just like like he would he would have a relationship with them for years before they knew he was black it was like did did you like me he's like yeah before i found out you were black and he's like well then maybe like you've been thinking about this whole thing the wrong way it's so it's so funny it's just not enough funny it's just it's sad and yet amazing that it's just like the mere presence or lack of something can can build this divide and then when you introduce that thing in a weird way it's like that always sunny uh episode where they have the uh the dentist doll it's like Mm. just the the mere uh facsimile of his presence immediately brings all these things to light you know what i'm saying it brings out so i I'm, i'm 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 really fascinated that like it gives you hope Right, yeah. because it's just like, oh, I mean, maybe people are totally. Uh, uh, no, no one's ever really beyond redemption. Maybe I don't know. David Duke's probably beyond redemption. Yeah, there, there. I think that there are some people who are just in too deep, and they legitimately are malicious uh, psychopaths or whatever. But like, yeah. I think a lot of people are just lost. 
you know they're they're lost and it's like either mental health or abuse or trauma or whatever that drives them into certain direction and a lot of it too like we've talked about time and time again is like people just don't interact with like uh like people that have a hatred of muslims probably don't know a lot of muslims people that have a hatred of trans people probably don't know any trans people etc it's like, it is a really yeah, interesting time because back in the day, if you were dissatisfied, like we, you were dissatisfied because of other shit and then the internet happened and then we got exposed to everyone's pain and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's never been a more time to like, like the weird thing is I'm sure there's KKK members that are existentially fucked. Like all of us have felt the same existential feelings. You know what I mean? Like we just came out of different ways. I wasn't yeah. like put on uh, hood, uh, robes and shit like that. What's interesting to me is that like as technology progresses, I think that only goes up. My dad texted me randomly uh, cause we've been like kind of texting more Jeff because, you know, he doesn't mm-hmm. speak to me, but he can text me every now and then. Uh, and, and he, at some point was just like, social media is destroying America. Like blah, 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 blah. Like having these, like, you know, like not like profound, profound thoughts, but just, it's interesting that even he kind of checked it as a guy who's so reserved, who never talks about, you know, the state of the world and, 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 and his place in it existentially. He's recognizing that like, Oh, we have this problem in therapy. I was talking to, to Carly, my therapist, and she was talking to me about this thing called the never-ending breakup. The never-ending breakup, which is something, thankfully, because I was adult for once in my life, is something I haven't had to really deal with. Because mm. like, when I got to my really toilet monster, really bad breakup, I just blocked everything. Because like, I knew myself, I wasn't going to stay up till three o'clock like, looking at shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and what the, the, it's a Harvard um, study that just talks about that's the problem, is now we have not only access to other people's lives. So the actual dealing of a breakup, the detachment, the, you know what I'm saying? Isn't there, uh, people then inversely curate their social media to put on an image to the other person. You know what I mean? Like I want him to see that I'm moving on. Here's a picture of me on a mountain. You know what I mean? And it's, but, but, but that's like, so these are supposed to, and and like the 30 year ago equivalent was like running into your ex at like the supermarket or at a bar and they look great and they're having a great time. But it's like now they can broadcast an image like 24 seven, like, Oh, look at me. I'm just thriving without you. And that's the problem. It's like, I'm not like, it was really interesting to watch the Watchmen show and they had a universe in which cell phones and social media weren't a thing. Right. And like, I mean, yeah, racism was pretty bad in that universe, but I got to tell you, like there, there seemed to be a general lack of anxiety. Maybe it's because they know God doesn't exist. Like there's a fucking literal Superman on Mars. (laughs) I think they had a different set of issues going on in that universe, you know? Yeah. But, but, but I still kind of like the idea because it's like, look, I think, I think it's an amazing accomplishment. I really do sometimes think we should probably pull the plug on social media. Yeah. Uh, I know that I, I would love to. But. I would love to delete my Facebook. Like all I would want to keep is my Instagram, probably. Yeah. And I don't use it that much. But like I, I hate Facebook. I really do. The only reason I have it is so I can like talk to a select few people, like you yeah. and a couple other friends who are like out of state. And post yeah. our our podcast episode. What I what I intend to do is when I get any kind of fame. Uh, I can just delete the Facebook altogether and just, and just have Instagram. Go dark. Well, I like Instagram. I do like Instagram yeah. because you know what? I'm sure the same amount of like vitriolic bullshits out there, but I don't see it in the same mm. way that like on Twitter, Twitter's a fucking cesspool, man. Like yeah. Twitter's horrible. I never got into Snapchat. I don't like Facebook, but I need it for my fucking job. And so my idea is if I can get past my Z list fame and get to like C or B list fame, then I'm good. Yeah. I'll be like, fuck it. I'm just Instagramming. Find me there. Like I'm going <laughs> to, because I'm just over it, man. And honestly, like, like there are times where like, 
so many times a day I'll see some shit and I'm like, I'm going to engage with this person and start typing. And then be yeah. like, what am I doing? But I do that five times a day. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, not, not every day, but still like, it, it's this thing where I'm like, I'm not getting a healthy relationship out of this. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, all of us are feeling a collective anxiety that is brought upon because everything is so close and yet it has created this bigger divide than ever before. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm also, like, to think that smartphones are really making us dumb. You know, it's just the constant news feeds, man. <laughs> it's that never-ending news feed where it's just telling me all the things I got to be worried about, you know, and then it pushes the other important things I got to be worried about, and I can't even prioritize all the things I got to be worried about in my brain. And it's just like, damn. It's like the, the alternative is don't be worried about anything. Just watch some goofy videos on YouTube that eventually lead you on a path uh, to white supremacy. Well, yeah, I was going to say the cheerful doesn't that gets you worried all over again, dude. I watched a video to switch gears completely about the a cosmonaut who who fucking all right. So I forget his name, and I'm so sorry, but he's the first person to die from space, uh, and he was the first person to go twice. <laughs> For first person to die from space, <laughs> cause of death from space, space. The coroner can't even know that, by the way. He's got to be like, I don't, I've never been to space. Like, we Man. could just be scapegoating a, a void. I, I, I'll let you finish. I just want to say, like, briefly before I forget, I really feel bad for that dog, man, that went into space. Like, what a fucking, like, icon. But also, at the same time, that dog did not sign up for that shit. Yeah, the monkey either. I mean, like, like, like well, our love yeah, for the monkeys. monkey. <laughs> Whatever, but the dog though. Dogs are the oh. best of all of us. Monkeys, I've seen. I've seen what they do to their own kind, man. The they're starting race wars all, all the fucking time. <laughs> you're talking are, about are him not? like you're talking about him like Gordon talking about Harvey Dent, <laughs> like lying about Harvey Dent. He was the best of us. <laughs> uh, no, I totally agree. I think that's fucked up. Obviously, anything that's not sentient is fucked up. But but this dude went up twice, and on his way down. And it's fucking brilliant to me because the Soviets had figured out how to literally put a man in space. I, I think all the time we think about the space race and we're like, we killed that shit. We got to the moon. If you look at the first yeah, like, seven done. milestones, they nailed six out of the seven milestones. Like Russia was going to win. Yeah. It's a fucking miracle that we got up there first. And it like all of modern history changes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We just like managed to shove like a square peg into a round hole and figure that shit out like very quickly. <laughs> Like and, and if we had to do it like again, like it's, not, it's not like we did it two months later, by the way. Like, we needed a full year before we went back, if my memory serves. It's like, because they're like, holy shit, okay. Like, yeah, we, like we barely we don't know that how that happens, but we... <laughs> We take credit for it. Satellite nations fall blue in democracy. Uh, but no, so this, this guy, uh, they, they figured all of it out, and he's on reentry the second time. And even though they figure out all the other jets and the propulsion and shit like that, the parachute doesn't work. And this guy, and they have, it's great that I don't speak Russian because they have video, like audio of him and he's just yelling. Like he's not even yelling in fear because he's a Russian man. He's like a badass, okay? He like grew right. up drinking vodka. He's just angry. He's so angry at these fucking people. Like the context is like, you fucking morons, you mastered space flight, but not parachutes. Uh, and I'm assuming he was drunk the whole time. Uh, of course. I mean, that's yeah. the only way he got up there. <laughs> so he falls going full speed into the earth uh and he and and by the way as he dies apparently the last thing he says he's like you fucking make sure my funeral is open casket so you mm -hmm. can show all these big wigs in the government like they're like the, the puddle 
uh, of a oh, person it was, that he was. Dude, it's charred fucking remains. Like, it was disgusting. And I was like, baller move, bro. Like, even baller move that, like, Russia didn't hide that. Because that's the weird thing. Like, Russia yeah, would be like, like just we sweep this under the rug. <laughs> in terms of, like, a national pride situation. Because they did that with Chernobyl. So, but this, they were like, yeah, we'll, sh- we'll show all of you. Right. Well, this is what we're willing to do to go to space. I like that you that, that, the space in Chernobyl. <laughs> like, well, in well, terms of like cover-ups. Cover yeah. But like, I, I guess from a Russian point of view, you could spin that, right? And you could be like, yo, like, just like we did in World War II with that Enemy at the Gates movie in Stalingrad, we're going to throw bodies at this thing. Because yeah. our people are expendable. Your boys are just a bunch of good old boys, but our boys are expendable. We don't give a fuck. We'll char as many boys as it takes before we get to space. Well, that's how the Civil War was won, man. Like, that's mm-hmm. the that's the other truth. Grant, people think Grant's like a good strategist, but it's like, nah, he had like three times the amount of people. You give Bobby Lee like a million more people, motherfucker's going to win that war. I really believe that. Like, I, right. I think Bobby Lee was a fucking brilliant strategist. Uh, but no, when you don't care about human lives, it's fine. You know, you just throw bodies at that problem. <laughs> it's great. It's like having money. I mean, <laughs> it's like... I mean, you know, Grant, much like the Russians, was drunk as hell all the time, you know? Mm. So he was like, yeah, my boys are expendable, whatever, you know? How many great moments in history do you think were totally made under the influence of something? Like Louisiana Purchase, you think he was blitzed? All of them. (laughs) Okay, go (laughs) name them. Name your top five American uh, accomplishments done on drugs. Uh, Gettysburg address number one. Gettysburg. Oh, dude, he was lit that whole time. Are you kidding? Uh, I have a dream. Hold on, Uh, I want to to take a pit stop at Lincoln because him being stoned because he's really the cousin Greg, if we could use the secession terms of presidents. He's just this this uh, to to use the parlance, this Ichabod Crane looking motherfucker who was also president. Uh, Are you saying that just just in terms of stature, but also in terms of personality, he was the cousin Greg? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Have you ever heard his voice? So apparently Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, without having a record. He approximated it. Yeah. Approximated it based on like historical things. And so I'm sure it was close. Every recording thing, as you would think, would be this deep baritone. But nah, dude, he had a really high-pitched he, voice. And that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> horrible think about that because we think of him as an orator we think about him as white obama you know what i mean (laughs) and also just like the audacity on his end to be as tall as he was and wear a hat that made him even taller it was a total power move man (laughs) he was a a failed businessman what gave him the fucking right he didn't give a shit he was like give me the tallest hat you got he got that (laughs) shit made not tall enough Jesus Christ. Lincoln's tall hat, you know? It really, that's what won him the presidency and the Civil War. People saw that tall hat and it's like, how are we not going to vote for this guy? He's way taller than whoever he ran against. Jesus fucking Christ, Lincoln, man. Okay, yeah. number four, Martin Luther King. I have a dream. Clearly. Totally blitzed. Totally blazed, dude. Are you kidding me? It's the only way you can have that dream. You kidding me? Yeah. 60s fucking America? Jim Crow America? Yeah. Yeah, he was originally, it was like that scene in the movie where he was originally going to be like, you know what? We, we had a good run. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to give my concession speech. And then he like got, got a little blaze. And he was like, you know what? No. Hold the phone. Get me a pen and a piece of paper right now. I am totally like reducing his accomplishments with this I, thing. No, I think you're adding a sense of whimsy to it is what you're doing. <laughs> because then, all of uh, those things like all the things that happened happened he just also might have been blitzed for it That's yeah the most part 
it's the best part and then uh number three i'd say uh fucking sinking of the titanic obviously everybody Whoa. was drunk everyone 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 was drunk as fuck. You know the irony to that? The one fucker who wasn't drunk is the guy driving the ship, man. You know, he just had bad <laughs> intel. Those fuckers on the iceberg watch, like, so drunk. Blackout right. drunk. The guy's like, I'm pretty sure I see something out there in the water, but you're saying full steam ahead. Go yeah, full like, Listen, speed. I respect the chain of command, guys. If you say we're good, like, we should just go. Like, I'm, I very clearly see, like, a mountain-like structure uh, immediately in front of the boat. Okay, I guess we'll, we'll just keep... Uh, can you imagine being a straight up stoner and like the, the iceberg hits? You're like, whoa, dude. <laughs> because I just imagined that being so fucking weird. I mean, being a stoner in any cataclysmic event would be weird. Like World Trade Center Hindenburg. Can you imagine the Hindenburg? That would be a hell of a light show. Oh, humanity. Oh, Christ. All right. I think you're on the hook for two more of these. <laughs> Amazing. <Fuck>. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, like uh, I'm just like going through the catalog of like all of human history. Cause, well, because the problem is that there's so many. It's not like there's, there's so too many. few. It's like yeah. pick an event, you know, they were blazed for it or drunk or on something. Right. Even even the moon that we're talking about, the the famous we choose to go to the moon, that totally fucking high. I mean, he. he was, I mean, like I'm pretty sure, like, and I'm not, this isn't even a joke. Like, <laughs> JFK was literally on uppers like all the time, right? Well, he was in like a incredible amount of pain his whole life. I forget what disease yeah. he had, but that fucker was always blitzed because he he needed to be. Like he was he was like yeah. uh, Elliot from Mister Robot, just like <laughs> like like just snorting morphine, yeah. and, like, <laughs> morphine and shit. Yeah, Jesus too. Christ. And, and honestly, a really good uh, like case study on the, the psychedelic president because he like got shit done, kind of. I mean, like a lot of his initiatives got done. If nothing else, he said that we're going to go to the moon. Other presidents got that across the, the finish line. But it yeah, was in, in, in three years, the dude was like, we're going to go to the moon. And then they went to the moon, you know? So that's some. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know, like Nixon, Watergate, you know, Grace Slick was going to try to, like, drop some fucking LSD in his tea or whatever. I say the dude was tripping all the time. Like, he was already on LSD, made him more racist. Well, that would explain paranoid. the uh, the debates, like the Kennedy debate. I see. See, that's oh, the thing. That might have been the proof there, right? He was sweating balls. Like he was shit. early on the LSD train, and he was just mad at Timothy Leary for like getting that shit public. He's like, I want it all to myself. He made fucking enemies of Leary and Ram Dass and all those right. pioneers. Before he was like a liberal, like a staunch liberal, and then he dropped acid for the first time in the fifties, and he just started. <laughs> it had the everybody. opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> We're all one. No, I've got to record separate. everything so I know what actually happened. There really is a shooting of your own foot. I feel kind of bad for him, but it, it, it's it's poetic justice. It's dramatic he did it irony. To himself, that burnout. Uh, well, <laughs> should have shouldn't have been on drugs. It's the one time. You know, I was giving Kennedy He's all the, the credit. One dude who did acid or drugs or whatever, and it made him like worse. A, a bad person. A person. Yeah, like a worse person. All right. Well, you've dug a hole for yourself because I want to point out that you took both Gettysburg and Martin Luther King off the table at five and four. So, I mean, the number one of all time. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to say Truman dropping the bomb uh, on speed. <laughs> he made the decision to drop the bomb on speed. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were all like talking really fast back then. Like, oh, let's hear it for our boys in green over in the Pacific theater. We got to save them. We got to get them out of there, Jim. <laughs> I said we dropped two big bombs on two cities. See what happens. I don't know. Do it. Make the call. 
he didn't even realize we had the technology. <laughs> like, right. They're like, oh, it, I mean, this is actually really like interesting, dude. We've we've been working on this for a while. <laughs> I don't know, if I know who's authority. You. Never mind. Later, drop him. Actually, we had this whole conversation with you before. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you need to drop those bombs. It's a different Harry Truman. Big light show. He's like puffing a cigar, popping pills. That's a good one. I actually like that. I like that one too because it's not televised. Like we didn't have right. him like make that decision. So the, the myth lives on. <laughs> For all we know, that was 100% accurate what just happened. And definitely how he talked and sounded, right? <laughs> For sure. Uh, I, I, I honorable mention to George W. Bush's mission accomplished because that honestly explains why he thought that was a good idea. Actually, f- fun, fun fact about George W., one silver president we've ever had. Wait, what? Say that again? He's the one sober president we've ever had. Oh, damn. Really? Like, yo, it's, it's, he puts on airs. That's the thing. You know, this is why you don't judge a book by its cover. Decision points. Laser uh, focus. He's the best president, maybe. Nuclear. Like, okay. He was, he was fucked up that one time. Is our children learning? <laughs> They released an entire 365-day calendar with a of different stupid quote. Bushism. And we thought that that was the worst it would get. The thing is, like, they'll probably make a Trump one, and I have no desire. Like, that was weird. We were okay buying into the capitalistic well, yeah, it game. Was, <laughs> it was cute back then because it's like, oh, yeah, he started that war, that asshole, that bastard, whatever, mm-hmm. Bush. But then he would do something funny. And we go, ah, it's really Dick Cheney, though, right? Look right. at him. Right. Look at him. Now, I'm going to be real. Can I just tell you that, like, when motherfucker goes out there, that first Yankee home game, and he throws a goddamn heater down the plate. Like, I, dude, I, fucking politics aside for a second, it's a badass moment. It's what we needed in that moment, you know? Because here's the yeah. thing. Presidents throw it all the time. I love Obama, right? But that motherfucker can't throw a ball. He's a lefty. Like, have you seen his first pitch? It's pretty bad. Like, it's not mm-hmm. good. Meanwhile, motherfucker threw a 65-mile-per-hour fastball down the plate. I mean, I, fucking bush <laughs> fucking bush and totally yeah, i mean i guess he's a good president then no i didn't go that far <laughs> said politics aside man oh bushy. Uh, who is our best president i don't even know at this point they were all racists you know hey all- you know what let's 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 end the show merging our our histories and our white supremacy which is to say this like look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar right i legitimately yeah. uh, run the jewels sorry uh i was legitimately thinking about that and i'm like okay hamilton's safe wasn't a president <laughs> but right. well he's safe he didn't fuck around with that grant you know like you freed the slaves kind of tried yeah like he, yeah. he was uh he was like all on board with fighting the kkk right and yeah he was like, uh, no that's bad yeah, uh, but Lincoln, then they're like, "No, you're bad." So the five, the ten, and the fifty are good. Franklin's out of here. Jackson definitely fucking out of oh, here. Get him out. And sadly, like Washington, he's out of there. And I, and I, here's the thing: I got to be honest. It's like that—that's the real debate I want to have, which is just like, okay, are we going to retroactively go back and 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 you know, like judge people based on the the metrics of the world? And I'm like, to an extent, no, because I do believe there's an insidious nature to it, though. You know. Yeah, well, that's that's my question. Is like, where do you where do you uh, draw the line? Like, where do you make a, a moral judgment? Do you, where do you stop saying, "Oh, it was the times," and start saying, "No, that's fucked up," even for then? Like Andrew Jackson, obviously, but like with the rest of the dudes, where they were like, 
Oh, they were good to their slaves, though. It's like, but they no, still- Jefferson is a piece of shit. Oh, like, no, I know he was. But like yeah. George Washington, he freed his slaves. Manumission, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. And so, so, so you look at that and you're like, good, but it's the, that Chris Rock joke. Like, you want fucking credit for shit you're supposed to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, so George Washington maybe gets on there because he is the founder of the country. He did show extraordinary bravery. And he was politically against slavery and, and then talked the talk by freeing the slaves. That's good. Good for him. Sure. Jefferson, get, get him the fuck out of here. Piece of shit, rapist motherfucker that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and Jackson, old Hickory, yeah, get him out of there. And so that's the thing. It's like replace him. Like put Tubman on this. Put Frederick Douglass on a fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like why not? Why not? Fuck it. Put Ja Rule on the hundred, man. Like because that's what we need. We need Ja. <laughs> ja Rule, two chains. Get them all on there. Who cares? Because <laughs> that would be our luck. Like we deserve Kendrick. We deserve Tyler. But we get Ja Rule, <laughs> two chains. Like. We get like the joke rappers, not not like the politically conscious like geniuses of our time or whatever. The voices of a generation. Yeah, I slat on tracks like home plate. <laughs> buy you a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. Oh God! Did you see that John Rule Papa Christos fucking commercial? He's out here selling like it's really great. I, and I'm wondering like, are you okay? Like I literally, if I run into John Rule, I'm gonna be like, you need some money, man? <laughs> like. What are you doing? Like literally going on in the world, and he drops that commercial. He drops this commercial for Papa Christos, which is a which is a Greek place here in LA that was referenced in Community, which I thought was a fake restaurant that yeah. just had the most stereotypical Greek name ever because it was so funny to me. Papa Christos, like that's fake. No, it's yeah. real. And the whole thing is like, yo, I love this food. And then he like he'll 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 like look at a fucking list, and he's like, I'm gonna pronounce these things. They got. Uh, and he can't pronounce any of the Greek dishes. He's like, I don't know how to talk it, but it's great. <laughs> I don't know how to talk it. Uh, man, you heard uh, Exhibit came out recently and he was like, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. And even if he did a dual press, press conference, I don't know anything about rides or pimps. I got to be honest, I'm a fraud. <laughs> uh.